Welcome to Christian Influencer Inspired Podcast, a podcast about lifestyle influence with Zona Garrett and Mindy Hansen. Hi, everybody. I'm Mindy Hansen. I'm a homeschooling mom to three wonderful children. I'm going back to school to become a registered nurse. I love being creative in all areas of life, experimenting with flavors in my gluten and dairy-free kitchen, and being crunchy. And I'm Zona Garrett. I'm a personal and professional coach with ChristianInfluencerInspired.com, who, along with my team, has helped hundreds of individuals and entrepreneurs live and work in alignment with their God-given areas of influence. I'm the co-founder of the anti-trafficking nonprofit Bring Freedom, a veteran podcaster and speaker also heard on the Persons with Lived Experience podcast or in conferences near you. Welcome back, everybody. We're glad you're here with us today. On today's episode, we are going to be doing the book review of Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Um, This book is found in our Christian Classics section of our Well-Balanced Readers. And this book was originally a radio broadcast done by C.S. Lewis himself, and it was later turned into... um, Three separate books. I think they're kind of a a uh, three-in-one type book. And it's an apologetic book, and it explores the common ground of the Christian faith. Yeah. It It was an interesting book. Like, I would say this is the equivalent of, um, what is that? What is that book I was talking about earlier? Is it the case for Christ? Yes. Okay. Um, so a million years ago, there was a book called The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. And it wasn't actually a million years ago because that would be impossible. Right. However, um, it was a very long time ago. There was a very famous mm-hmm scientist atheist who was like if christ was real it would be provable Mm -hmm. so he went through writing a book to try to um convince people that it was impossible that christ was who he said he was and that the bible was most definitely false and in the process of doing all the research for that book he realized that Christ, in fact, was <laughs> yeah. who he said he was. And that that was backed up by science. It was backed up by history. It was backed up by, you know, the different things that were, you know, talked about in other works, not just the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. So it is a very good book if you are an analytical, mathematical, like, methodical mind. Yeah. Um, this book, I feel like has some similar tendencies. Like you were telling me a little bit more about C.S. Lewis's background that I didn't know. Yeah. So like during reading the book, he talks about how he originally was an atheist himself. And it's kind of, um, the way he was kind of saying it in the words that he used, it was like, you know, I was an atheist. And so he was kind of comparing his belief as an atheist and kind of the things he was coming to realize that he had to do as an atheist. And he had to believe um, these certain things about these, uh, even just different religions, not just Christianity, right? Yeah. 
-hmm. And then um, now that he has become a Christian and has experienced these different things, the, the things that he feels like he, like you only have to believe one thing now, instead of believing that like every religion's wrong, you just have to believe that, believe your religion, right? Or Christianity, mm -hmm. um, as that's what he was writing about and stuff. And so I just, I kind of found that fascinating the way he was kind of comparing and contrasting his experience as an atheist to now his experience as a Christian. Yeah. I, I did find some of that fascinating. Some of the stuff I was like, Yeah. I think you know this. See, if you guys watched the video, you would see that face. Okay. <laughs> Lots of faces. Yes. But uh, it is kind of a good basics book. And it really is a good refresher. Like ways that we don't realize, you know, doubt and unbelief has kind of crept in. Mm -hmm. The thinking patterns to, um, you know, just in the everyday average habits of life yeah so um i think there's a lot to apply there so what we're talking about today is the um well-balanced reader challenge book that we had for august uh it is our third book for yeah. august which what were the other two that we did we, we did, did uninvited. uninvited by lisa turkris and the second um alana the second book uh termination dust yeah. by alana terry yeah yeah so i'm i'm pretty excited about that that was nice the termination dust was longer than the other one yes by alana terry that we did uh last month but i liked it a lot better it, it had a lot more character development yeah <laughs> So uh, we'll go ahead and link in the show notes where other, you know, um, reviews of different books, you know, we're going through some of these things because we're building a lifestyle to influence. So that's addressing like love, identity, flow, which is, you know, flowing in the fruits of the spirit and then encountering God in everyday life. Um, this doesn't mean making everything super spiritual, but it's, you know, making yourself open and available to what the Lord is doing in the small minutes and, you know, the things that we could easily just breeze by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so from there, <laughs> uh, I did want to talk about the themes that I kind of saw in Mere Christianity that um, kind of tied into some of those things. So the first theme is loving God with all that you are. Mm-hmm. Loving others was the second theme. And he kind of gives like uh, scripture verses for that. Um, and then the third one was nothing is more important than the kingdom of God. So when we're dealing with that type of a thing, it is so easy when we can't see the kingdom of God in the physical realm mm -hmm. to act as if it isn't there. Yeah. And it is difficult sometimes to live from that reality where it is there, even if we can't see it right now. Mm -hmm. um, so he kind of he kind of started to address those things, which I thought was a really good topic. 
Um, but it does go along. You know, our, our theme on love is loving God, loving others and loving mm-hmm. yourself. And, you know, we've addressed some different uh, parts of relationships. We've addressed some self relationships with, you know, rejection or insecurity or, um, you know, keeping your heart open in your relationships. You know, we have the tendency to kind of shut our heart down. And um, I think that's one of those pieces for me. Like, I... I feel like my relationship with the Lord is almost backwards from what I hear most people talk about. Most people seem to, and this is just from feedback that I've gotten, not from an assumption that everybody's experience is this way, is that most people have experienced the Lord through church and Bible reading. And then it kind of like goes deeper from there. So, you know, it's like, Sunday school or Sunday church. And then, you know, usually people talk about like they like worship and that's like the highlight for them. And then Mm -hmm. they kind of start picking up scripture. And as they do that, they grow closer and closer to Christ, like on this slower, um, you know, relational process. Yeah. I feel like for me, it wasn't that way. Would you say that was closer to your relationship or... Um, I don't know. I think, I think I was more like a, I read the Bible a lot more. Like I memorized, I think that's where a lot of my stuff kind of started with. Like I was encouraged to memorize things. Like my mom was very proud of me for being able to, um, know the 10 commandments, like forwards and backwards. She'd be like number seven and I could rattle it off. Or she'd be like number nine and I could rattle it off or, you know, one or two and like all that stuff. I think, so that was a lot of mine. I feel like some of my stuff came more from that. Like I took the Bible to school twice and mm-hmm. read it the whole way through. Like, yeah, <laughs> in elementary school. Uh, so, I mean, I enjoyed worship. I loved worship and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think mine definitely came more from reading the Bible and just. I yeah. See, I know that I did have that, but I think most of my early experiences with the Lord were more like tangible interventions in life events that mm-hmm. were happening. Um. There was a lot of chaos growing up. There's a lot of traumatic things growing up. And I feel yeah. like the Lord really was kind of that lifeline for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that he instilled uh, purpose and identity in me when that was actively being stripped away yeah. by my circumstances. And I think a lot of people can identify with having you know, their identity under attack and, you know, either whether that's being bullied by your siblings or whether that's being bullied at school or, you know, having crazy situations happen or whatever. Like I'm by no means isolated in that. Um, But it did, I think, really save me from being suicidal. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not, I'm not saying I lived fully I'm saying I survived really well. Right. (laughs) But it was more this like, I, the Lord has shown me something that is so far out of anything that I know or anything I could even imagine for my own life. Mm -hmm. 
that I'm just going to continue putting one foot in front of the other until that could possibly be a reality. And I mean, definitely for me, I changed completely every year between the ages of at least 18 to about 25. Yeah. Um, but I did read scripture a lot. That is one of the things that I did kind of dig into because like I said, I had gotten saved by listening to a televangelist. So if you've ever wondered if those programs work, they do. And Jesus absolutely can reach random little girls like me or little boys or, you know, men and women or whoever is on the other yes. end of the screen yep. and, um, and uh, speak to their heart through those things. So yeah. um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that that was even a possibility for me and that that could happen. But it's cool hearing kind of C.S. Lewis process through some of the doubt and unbelief yes. and, and wrestle a little bit with the, the kingdom of God versus what he's seen. Mm -hmm. Because I definitely had some of those things that I was like, well, you say that you protect those that you love, but I've experienced all this abuse. Right. Or, you know, because, like, I think you have those with people that have been in atrocious situations where, like, well, if God was good, then he would have uh, protected us from anything that was bad. Right. And kind of having a separation of understanding that we as people have free will. Yeah. Um, I, I was happy that he touched on that. I think it took him a little bit, I think, to touch on that, though. It seemed like he started talking about good and bad and all these different things and then it took him a few chapters before he got to like the part the fact that we have free will yeah and so i didn't feel like he touched on it right away and i was a little disappointed in that mm -hmm. uh because i was like you're gonna talk about it but then you're gonna wait till you talk about forgiveness to kind of talk about how we have free will and mm -hmm. can make our own choices and so uh, i was like i think you should have mentioned something a little bit sooner about that uh, right. it was that was my feeling on it because I'm like it's because we have free will that's why there's this good and bad and that bad things happen um I think uh, part of mine while I was listening to it was I really honed in on like the forgiveness part of it mm -hmm. when he started talking about forgiveness and um I think more just because I had an incident with my mom a couple years ago and I've had to kind of um, let that relationship go for now. And um, I thought it was really interesting what he had to say about forgiveness that a lot of people don't really, um, like we were in this mindset that we have to think this person is nice and like this person to give them forgiveness. And that's not necessarily true. And yeah. I was, I was um, happy that he kind of touched on that, that like you don't necessarily have to like them to forgiveness. Forgiveness is for us not for them specifically and that you know um it's like don't get me wrong i still love my mom i don't have to think she's a nice person but because i honor my mom still i still love her right and i still respect mm -hmm. her just you know i had to set those boundaries yeah. and so you know just realizing that you know i still i've forgiven her and that um you know like it didn't necessarily follow that 
the I still have to talk to her because I forgave her. I still have to be in her presence. You know, like I'm still honoring her. I still pray for her, even though she doesn't know it, you know, like. So I did kind of enjoy that part. And um, I thought I also thought it was interesting for being an unmarried man when he wrote this. I don't know if he ever married or anything, but for being an unmarried man that he kind of, I think, really hit the idea of like marriage and that kind of that love versus lust. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he hit it right on the head, you know, like when you first really like somebody and you meet them and you know, that's where you're like, I want to marry you and all that, or, and he even used it as in terms of hobbies too. You know, we find something, we really love it. We really love it to begin with. But then as time goes on a year or two, that goes away. Like that first feeling of euphoria for it goes away and like, it's definitely any relationship and especially marriage. Like you don't always feel that. And I think we feel like we should always feel that. And Mm -hmm. then that, um, that feeling of euphoria is replaced by something else. That's the actual, you know, love and choosing to love. Yeah. I thought that was interesting for being unmarried. He really hit that. Yeah, that was definitely an interesting piece. I like that he, um, and was able to share it kind of with a guy's perspective. Yes. Like you don't hear a lot of unmarried men address love versus lust. Yeah. 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 And I, I know he didn't specifically like call it out as that, but I mean, we know what it is. Yeah. Well, and I like too that he, he talked about how um, religion doesn't mean you're holy. Yes. And... I, I had to come to terms with a lot of that. You know, I followed the rules when I was younger. And especially, you know, as I was learning to understand the Lord, learning to understand, you know, the mm-hmm. Bible stories, because I didn't grow up where I was in Sunday school and I didn't listen to the kids ministry version of Jesus yeah. stories and and stuff like that. So I didn't have this like little kid idealized cartoonish version of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw it with kind of like logic and reason and it must be literal. And, you know, like you're talking about the, um, 10 commandments and, and different things like that. It was almost very like cut and dry, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but I noticed that I was so scared of my life being like what I had grown up in that it all clung to the rules more than I clung to the Lord directly. Yeah. In certain situations and, you know, even being able to like forgive myself, like he, he talks about forgiveness. Um, Mm -hmm. but like I had a lot, I had to forgive myself of. Yeah. Um, even in, you know, just growing up and doing life. And I think having a life goal of being a good forgiver and working through things and not letting those things just build up and build up, um, you know, because I have a value system of having deep relationships that are long-term and are not just based on being close, physically close to somebody at, at a certain time. Um, 
you know, I want those types of things. That's proof to me that mm -hmm. I am not living from the traumatic and traumatized little girl that yeah. I used to be, you know, where things were much more transactional. What can I get out of you? How can I provide what you need so that you won't leave me to, hey, you know, we walk through things together. We, mm -hmm. we learn and grow together. We're really good forgivers where, um, you know, we're, we're learning to highlight Jesus and each other yeah. uh, standing for one another's identity, that sort of thing. But I, I just, I don't want to be somebody that lives off of grudges. Right. Yeah, no, I don't want to either. I, and I know there's a period in the past where as a group, a friend group, we did focus on forgiveness and we've talked about it and learned about it. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, and definitely, you know, as you said, like learning to, you still, you have to forgive yourself as well because we say bad things to ourselves all the time. And I'm still learning that. Like I'm probably the worst person for forgiving myself, right? It's easier to forgive someone else. So, yeah. But I mean, like, even like that kind of mindset digs into the whole, like, I believed God was good for other people. And it was almost this like, well, I know what God thinks about them, but I also know myself better than anybody else. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, legitimately, the Lord was like, that is not right. That does not line up with what I think about you. And essentially, he was like, you're either choosing to have your own opinion about yourself or your own opinions about the outcomes of different situations in your life or your own opinion about whether things are good or bad, right? And yeah. he goes, if your opinions don't line up with what I say about those situations and you choose to let go of what I have said about that situation and to hold on to your own opinion about it, you yeah. actually are keeping your opinion as an idol above mine, above me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Why you got to call me out? I was <laughs> like, I do that. I see that in myself. That's in there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's never a fun day when the Lord's like, I discipline those I love. Speaking of yep. which. <laughs> <laughs> You have some idols. Right. <laughs> you should forgive yourself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, before we touch on the last uh, few points, I did want to go ahead and give some love to our sponsors. So um, go ahead and check those out. Uh, we do want to let you guys know that we are trying to work with some different sponsors to see, you know, what works for you guys. We'd love your feedback on which ones you like, which ones you don't. But I will tell you, today we have a pumpkin spice tea because I'm all about the fall, okay? And I understand it's way too early for this. I don't care. <laughs> but you can do it iced or you can do it hot. And the samples just start at $3. So when we're looking at some of these things, we are trying to take into consideration, like, you know, budgets, things being tighter, not always having super lots of extra money. And we're looking for Christmas gift items for you guys. So we're kind of curating some of those things to make it easy for you to find some great gifts for family and friends for upcoming 
gift exchanges. Hey guys, Zona here again. I was wanting to share with you, we will also have personal coaching available on the website. It is officially the first time that that's been available publicly. So I wanted to share some of the items you could look forward to. We do offer freedom prayer. Uh, one of my personal favorites, releasing trauma. So if you've had, you know, maybe a background like I have, or maybe not, but you still have trauma that needs released in order for you to move forward. That is definitely for you. We have ADHD body doubling productivity uh, coaching just for you. So those of us that are neurodivergent and need that extra bit of assistance, that's available. We also have lifestyle coaching for aligning your personality natural gifts and Christian identity with your area of influence, which goes right along with that love identity flow and encountering God to influence the world that we talk about on this podcast. And here are a couple things that people have said about working with me personally. Lindsay said, Zona is a wonderful coach. She helped me get past my walls I've run into and in starting my own business, even as a neurodivergent business owner. She's helped me change mindsets that were holding me back, and she's now comfortable networking, giving strangers a great intro to her business, and has a better long-term focus where she does not get stuck in the details. Anna Spooner said, I worked with Zona and had a great experience. She is wise and able to tie my faith into how I do my business, and I got great results. If you're looking for help on mindset, identifying your personality type, and how it affects your work or how to succeed, Zona is a great coach. So there you have it, guys. If you want to take advantage of our introductory offer for the personal coaching for the first time available through the website, we will have a special on that through the end of the year. So be thinking about your Christmas gifts or especially for that neurodivergent family member or friend that you never know exactly what to get. We'll see you over on the website, christianinfluencerinspired.com. We are so excited to bring you some superior iced tea blends from Adagio Teas. Discover the superior taste and aroma of farm fresh teas. Whether they're loose, bagged, or iced, you can enjoy hundreds of artisan tea varieties and imaginative tea brewing accessories. And if you click the link in our bio, you get free shipping with any order over $49. Are you looking for Christian books but have a small or no Christian bookstore near you? Grab our link in our link tree and support our sponsor of the show, ChristianBook.com. You won't regret it. Thank you so much for supporting our sponsors. We couldn't do this without you or without them. Check out their links in the show notes, or they're always available on our website, ChristianInfluencerInspired.com. Don't forget to subscribe and like the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and please share with a friend. Uh, today's lifestyle to influence moment, we have just denying ourselves means that we choose what God says, not what we or others say. We choose God's way, not our way. We choose what's right, not what's easy or convenient. When we deny ourselves, we may lose relationships or opportunities, but in the end, we'll have real life in Christ. This was a quote by Janelle House. And I think it's actually a really good quote, and it kind of fits one of the other topics that was covered in Mere Christianity, and that was the fact that we have to deny ourselves mm -hmm. in order to live more Christ-like and to be able to live in the callings that he has for us. Yep. 
um, one of the pieces was like, we're like, we are very much selfish oriented people, egocentric oriented people. And I've watched that kind of get more and more in one way and less and less in others. Right. So it's more in the way of like social media and like relationships. We kind of talk at each other instead of like Mm -hmm. being in deep relationship where you have uh, vulnerability and intimacy and, transparency that sort of thing um versus i feel like older generations they made more decisions like as a group of well it doesn't matter what's going to come next from this we're going to do what we want versus i feel millennials are more like oh no did i overstep and i can feel like that's where a lot of our like anxiety comes in and you know, not wanting to offend other people, wanting to be um, socially appropriate, wanting to respect Mm -hmm. others, you know, autonomy and individuality. And, you know, whereas I think generations before were like, buck up, Chuck. (laughs) Go forward, don't go at all. (laughs) Right, put on your big girl panties, let's go. So, you know, having like that weird difference between like they were kind of more of a conform at all costs publicly Mm -hmm. and privately be very selfish, whereas we're more like be individual and authentic at all costs, but we kind of take that cost um, and we forget that the choices that we make privately actually affect. Yes everyone around us you know we kind of look at our individual choices and go oh well it's just about me and it's not really about you so it's not really your problem versus you know a lot of the stuff that we're talking about really is affecting relationships and it affects how we show up for children and parents and you know church members and community members and how we display christ Mm -hmm. um you know even like staying humble and just doing things because you're supposed to right (laughs) kind of stings a little sometimes (laughs) yeah Um, Uh, when when he's talking about you know losing yourself it kind of um reminded me i know missy edwards kind of saying about it but like the inside upside um you know how upside, upside down kingdom yeah and basically how like it, it's not how we expect it to be like it, it's backwards essentially it's backwards and i mean there's even in the bible it says the last will be first and the first will be last in the kingdom like yep and that's one of those pieces that you look in the church and leadership in the church you know we think of leadership and we see people that are good leaders in the world but a good leader in the church is the opposite yeah they're a servant. They're not building their own kingdom. They're not necessarily this like, I've got life figured out. Yeah. Like, and uh, that was something that I struggled with when I was dealing with like hiding a lot of my insecurities and Mm -hmm. failures and my own trauma behind this mask of being perfect all the time. 
I knew all the right moves to take at all the right times to look like I had it all together. And I am so grateful that the Lord deconstructed that for me. Yes, I, I am too. And I think that's cool. where, you know, sometimes I still get worried that like, oh, I've got a mask on. I need to like, how do I take this off? Or, you know, there, there'll be things that I'm doing and I'm like, I kind of feel fake. Like this just seems scripted. It doesn't seem right. And then, you know, you, you got to still deconstruct it and figure out what is true in that moment or that encounter. Yeah. Right. I didn't, I didn't realize that I had to practice being vulnerable. Yes. It's so I, I hard. didn't realize I had to practice being authentic. Yeah. I think that's the one thing we have to practice the most, like, cause we were, our generation was definitely raised in the masking and, you know, you have to say this at this time and this is what's appropriate. And so I think for a lot of us millennials, it's, you know, learning how to be more authentic and living in who we are and not feeling like we have to do something at a certain time because it's appropriate or it's the right thing to do or, you know. (laughs) And I mean, you see that in, and and not just millennials, right? So you see that in Gen Z, you see that in Gen Alpha. Um, So I do want to kind of include them in that as well. And you see the difference between um, some Gen X and, and definitely baby boomers, yeah. where they were very driven financially. They made all of their decisions based on finances, you know, be loyal to the company, stay there forever, mm-hmm. never take a sick day, you know, work beyond the hours that you're paid for. And yes. I know that our generation and, and younger has really gotten a lot of flack for like the whole idea of work your wage. Yeah. Or, you know, they talk about the quiet quitting. Yeah. About how terrible that is. But it's like, we we figured out early that our goals weren't based on climbing the corporate ladder. Right. There are more, like, oldest female, you know, <laughs> super driven um daughters that I know now that were like absolutely on that corporate track. And then we're like, actually, I would like a homestead. I'm going to get my own chickens. I'm going to raise some things. I'm going to can some things. Right. <laughs> I'm going to live sustainably. I, I'm going to celebrate the simple things in life. I'm going to bake sourdough. I'm yeah. going to, you know, take joy in maintaining the things that I already own. Yeah. You know, and, and not and not chase that high of the next raise or the next and like living life. Yeah. And having relationships be a priority, having like emotional, mental stability yeah. be a priority. <laughs> right. We so need that. Um, but I, I do, I think that that culturally ties into that whole idea of humility where it's like I don't have to achieve being CEO to prove that I'm worth something. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that goes along with the kingdom. Like it is about serving one another. It is about being grateful. It is about that flow of the spirit where we're talking about, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. And you see that in the younger generations where there is like a, 
like a kindness. There is a, a way where we kind of give each other room to be messy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because I feel like there's almost like a bridging between generations where mm -hmm. older generations that are uh, retiring now are um, finally starting to see like this whole, like, it's okay to slow down. Yeah. Your life isn't over. It's not worthless. <laughs> Your identity is not just in a job. Right. An income yep. level, a socioeconomic status, a you know, any of those things, like it really is in who God says you are. Yeah. And whatever. So that's part of why when we're talking about identity, I want to be very clear. Not every one of us are going to be people that like seek a stage. Mm -hmm. Not every one of us are going to be people that are like, I'm going to be a public speaker. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but like, it is just as important to influence the people in your household to raise your children well, to be yeah. a good spouse and to be a good helper to your spouse, just like they're supposed to help you. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I think that that's almost the thing that's come out in our generation where we're like, you know, I want to have a good marriage. I'm willing to go to therapy to yeah. have a good marriage. <laughs> You're willing to, yeah, you're willing to do whatever it takes. And, and we're seeing especially millennials and then Gen Z and, and hopefully that will continue with Gen Alpha, which I'm, I am seeing that trending, um, is this whole idea of like stopping generational cycles of trauma. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really powerful. And a lot of that comes with humility and doing the work and keep, you know, like keeping at it and letting it be a practice until it actually feels authentic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was uh, another thing that I kind of noticed while listening to the book um, because I didn't have time to read it. Uh, so, <laughs> which we've talked about this, it's okay to listen to it. You're still going to get the message and everything. Um, but uh, the thing that I felt that I, I enjoyed about this book I think was, although while he was hitting these hard topics and he was making his points and trying not to step on people's toes, but sometimes you just have to, you just have to say the hard truth, right? Mm -hmm. I felt that I think the thing that really spoke to me was while he was doing it, he was doing it in a humble way. He wasn't doing, I didn't feel like it was in a way of I'm better than you because I figured this out and this is how you have to do it. And this is how it works. It was more like a, this is how I see it. Mm -hmm. um, coming into Christianity, these are the things that I kind of learned and that, you know, um, that he was kind of very straightforward and honest and not, you know, not so much of a, you know, like I said, the hard, you know, the hard line is how it has to be, you mm -hmm. know, he gave examples of different things. He, you know, talked to, you know, like when he talked about marriage, he's like, I'm not a married man, but I still feel like I kind of need to touch on this. And, you know, you can take it however you want. Mm -hmm. And I did enjoy that about the book. Yeah. I think it overall, it was good. Some of the things are harder just to listen to. His voice is very soothing. Yes. Yes, it is. It's a very pleasant voice. 
to drift off to sleep to. Yes. <laughs> so I will I will warn you with that caveat. Yes. But you know, grab yourself a little sample of the pumpkin spice tea. You yes. know, curl up with a good book as we're pretending in the south that it's actually fall and is absolutely just because our air conditioners are working and it is not a single nip in the air for months to come. Great. <laughs> we're putting our fall gardens in and pretending like it's going to be cool enough that those things don't bolt. Right. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be great. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I did uh, download some of those things, especially because we had the hurricane. So I was like, well, at least if I have it downloaded, I'll uh, be able to get my well-balanced reader things ahead. So, right. you know, all the planning. All the fun stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, but I, I do appreciate the things that even the Lord is teaching me. You know, these were books that I put together um, all, over a year ago that I was like, okay, I feel like you're saying, Lord, these are things we need to read and kind of go through some of those pieces. And when I was putting that together, I did not picture this podcast this way. <laughs> um, this was not how I expected it to look, but it's been really cool watching how the Lord uses it and how he ties these themes together. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I've been so used to my life being separated and like cut off almost like in different sections. Mm -hmm. And now I'm watching how the Lord is kind of tying these things together. And he's like, all these things that you thought were individual pieces, I'm actually knitting together to create one fabric. Yeah. And um, it, it's just a reminder to me, like, even for me, like I'm learning things. I'm walking through this with you. You know, Mindy's learning things. She's walking through this with yeah. you. Um, we're not perfect. We're just sharing our journey. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're grateful that you guys are on it with us. So we will still have video episodes available on our Patreon. Um, they are going to be available first on the Patreon. And then if you're wanting to wait you can get them a couple weeks later on our youtube so that will be coming out very soon as we make this podcast better and better for you guys yeah always changing always changing so make sure you keep listening because we're gonna have next month's books which are uh for september so we're kind of getting through the labor day weekend Woo! yeah <laughs> On tomorrow's episode, we will be talking about um, making room to continue um, education and homeschooling. Uh, so that will be Mr. Mindy and myself. That's exciting. So, yeah. Can't wait to see you join us tomorrow. Sure. So you can see Mr. Mindy's face. Yes. If you actually watch, grab it on the Patreon. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs> Bye, guys.